Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Brown. Each week, I'm going to share with you a tangible tool that you can apply to your mindset or routine so you can stop sitting on your hands and start making moves to make that dream on your heart a reality. This is my take on a no BS, tough love, yet gentle approach on what to do in your daily life. Because at the end of the day, you are the one that's going to find the courage to apply these things and take them into your own life and create your own amazing reality. I need you to buckle up. I need you to get ready to get real, have some fun, swear a little bit along the way, and hear my take each week on how to make your dreams go from a just a dream to a reality. You excited? I know I am. So buckle up and let's go, girl. Here's today's episode. What's up? Welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. I am your host, Kate Brown. And today we are talking about self-compassion and how self-compassion is a superpower. And this is something that I thought of today. I literally, the idea popped in my brain while I was making a meal for a new mama friend. And I thought, wow, I have given myself a lot of self-compassion lately. This is somewhere I've grown a ton because I used to look at self-compassion as almost a weakness. And I was like, I need to sit down to the mic and record this right now because this is a, 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 a time of year where a lot of people put themselves at the bottom of their to-do list. It's almost Thanksgiving at the time of this recording. There's the holidays coming up. I know many people who listen to this podcast are new moms, first-time moms. You're figuring this all out, and we're trying to just do all of the things, right? And in attempting to do all the things, we often forget to put ourselves on that to-do list, or we're very punitive that we did not show up for ourselves. We beat ourselves up because we didn't, you know, get this done, or we didn't get that done, or, you know, you didn't drink enough water today, or you didn't get your workout in because you were so busy. And we don't give ourselves any room for self-compassion. And I used to be extremely hard on myself. This is an area that I've grown a ton in. And I think something about this topic too, is it doesn't mean necessarily that you lack confidence, right? Like I'm a confident person, but sometimes I think if you're like me and you're a high performer, Being a high performer, being an achiever, and having self-compassion can be a difficult thing to balance because we look at self-compassion as that weakness where we could always do more. We could always be better. We could have always done this. We could have always done that. And what I've really evolved in as far as this self-compassion piece goes is that you are going to burn yourself out if you are not having this lens when you approach any situation, whether that be motherhood, health and fitness, your business, whatever it is. And so I want us to be sitting down like we've got a glass of Cabernet because it is red wine season, y'all. And we are talking about this like two girlfriends, because I think this is a pep talk that so many of us need, especially if you are like me and you are in the throes of new motherhood. So just know that this is something that I have really overcome. It's something I'm still working on. And I hope that the couple of things that I share with you today really give you some really good perspective on why self-compassion is a superpower that we all need. So the first thing is, if you deal with any type of perfectionism, like I said, this can be really um, difficult to initially start to reframe in your head. But something that I want to give you of a new perspective on this, as far as what self-compassion can do for you, is that when you are overly hard on yourself, 
when you beat yourself up, when you go, you talk down to yourself, or if you just keep setting these super unrealistic expectations and then you don't mean you don't meet them all of a sudden you, you, you play into, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough time on my hands that quickly spirals into comparison. Well, she can do it. Why can my best friend do it? How come that girl on social media always seems to have it all together? And I heard this from a mentor a few years ago, but it really kind of has clicked with me lately of a reframe of this, of being a perfectionist or being hard on yourself is actually quite selfish. And I don't think anybody listening to this podcast today is like, I want to be selfish. I want to think it's all about me. But the reason that I've reframed this in that way is I don't want to be a selfish person. I want people to, when they hear my name or they think about Kate Brown, they think, man, she's helpful. She, she uplifts me. She shoots shit to me straight. And that helps me be better because, you know, we're having a real conversation. I don't want people to, man, she's selfish. And when you are hard on yourself, when you are an over perfectionist, it is selfish because you're setting this bar for yourself that is completely unobtainable for many of us because we have this idea of all these shoulds of what we should be doing in our head. And really, it's it's this it's selfish because if you cannot extend grace or compassion for yourself, how do you ever expect to extend it to others? And sometimes I've seen this a lot with coaches on my team and women that I mentor. I see this a lot with the women who are in my online boot camps and they're working on themselves. They're, you know, working on their postpartum bodies and mindsets. They can extend all the grace in the world to other people. They could say, well, this, you know, my kid had a meltdown today and I was practicing gentle parenting with her and the tantrum took a really long time. And, you know, Kate, it led to me not getting my workout in. And then she proceeds to beat herself up. You just extended all this compassion for your child and and you gentle parented her through her meltdown and through her big feelings. But now you're going to go put yourself down for not completing your workout. Like you cannot actually truly and genuinely extend grace to others if you don't genuinely and truly extend grace to yourself. And this is, again, somewhere where I have come a long way and I know that. And particularly, I know I've come a long way um, just through self-growth and awareness and also in my business and really, truly becoming a mom. And this is a conversation I was having with my mentor, Molly, the other day. I asked her point blank because I'm working on a retreat here that I have this upcoming weekend at the time of this recording for some leaders on my team. And I'm doing some reflecting with them to share stuff I've learned, things that I have learned that will help them in their life and their business that they can go and apply that. And so I asked Molly, you know, in the past six years that you've known me, that we've worked together, that we've, you know, co-led stuff, um, where have you seen my biggest growth? And this is where she said it was, is extending grace and just being softer. And honestly, I'm really proud of that because I now realize that by extending grace for people, you open up a wider net of your arms of how you can reach around and bring people in and help them. And it's also taught me like I need to have self-compassion truly for myself. If I miss a goal, not rip myself to shreds. When I used to miss goals, oh my God, I used to act like I was the worst. I used to act like I couldn't do anything. Um, An example of this is a story I shared a few years ago, speaking on stage at one of our quarterly events. And in our company every year, there is a metric called elite. 
and it's the highest, like top 001% in the company, it means that you've really helped develop new leaders and veteran leaders, and you're just your top coach in the company. And for four years in a row, that is a title that I and my team have earned. And it's something that's really near and dear to my heart. And at the time of this recording, we're working really hard to lock it in for a fifth time, which is a really, really huge and important deal. And it's something that is important to me, but this has been a difficult year in the sense of so many people are still coming out of the pandemic and um, just motherhood and all the changes, right? And I've really been reflecting because I, I think we'll lock it in. I think that we'll get there. I believe in my team and my ability, but I have the self-compassion and the grace to know that if it does not happen, it's not the end of the world. I am a fantastic coach. I am a fantastic leader. I have a fantastic team. And that's extending a shit ton of grace. Because a few years ago, like I said, I shared this story on stage at a Super Saturday. Um, I think it was the second year I was a coach. We finished like number like 72 or something like that in the company. And I was so excited. Like two years into coaching in the top 100. This is fantastic. This is amazing. I'm on this upward trajectory. Then the next year we got the call and we locked in the lead again. And I think we were like 89 or 87 or something like that. And I got off the call with corporate. I shut off my laptop. I walked downstairs and I threw a hissy fit and cried because I was pissed that the year before we were, you know, number 70 something. And the following year we were number 80 something. And it's like, man, I now I'm sitting here three years later from that phone call with so much grace extended. You know, that's how black and white I was even just a few years ago on this self-growth journey that I thought I was a failure for being what, 10 slots back in a year that no one goes around and is like, oh, Kate Brown, you were number 76 one year. Oh, great. What are you now? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cared then. Nobody cares now. And it's one of those things where I've learned so much self-compassion because when you don't have self-compassion or grace for yourself, you suck out so much joy from life. I should have been celebrating that we did fantastic, that we, you know, crushed it. And instead I was thinking about that. It just wasn't as good as the year before. And now I'm sitting here. We haven't met all the requirements yet for elite this year. And again, I believe that we will, but if we don't, I'm not a failure. I'm still successful. My coaches still rock. And do you see how that is so much self-compassion and grace? You can still give yourself grace and self-compassion and be a high performer and want to hustle and want to build your dreams. Because here's here's some misconceptions, I think, that we have about self-compassion and about giving ourselves grace. And sometimes we forget that, you know, it's, yeah. So here's, here's three elements of self-compassion. It's self-kindness versus self-judgment. It is common humanity versus isolation, and it's mindfulness over identification. If you're gonna look at the the three elements of what self-compassion is, it's self-kindness, it's common humanity, and it's mindfulness. And those are three things that truly will change your life when you implement them. I am at so much peace today in my life, in my business, because of growing in those areas. And like this example, I just gave you of elite, whatever happens, it's not always black and white. It's not failure or success. It's not top coach or worst coach. It's not amazing mom or shitty mom. There is that self-kindness. 
that common humanity and that mindfulness that when we put those things into play, it really changes your life. And so let's talk about the myths of self-compassion here really quick. Cause again, I think as high performers, as people who are doing self-development, you know, building businesses, trying to do all the things, it's really easy to get hard on ourselves, but remember it's selfish because you cannot truly extend grace to others if you cannot extend grace to yourself. And so here are five myths of self-compassion that I um, have gotten off of. I love following Kristen Neff on Instagram. She's Neff Self-Compassion on Instagram. And she posted about these five myths of self-compassion and it's what keeps us from being kinder to ourselves. The first one is that self-compassion is a form of self-pity. The second one is that self-compassion means weakness. Three, self-compassion will make me complacent. Four, self-compassion is narcissistic. Or five, self-compassion is selfish. Those are five of the most common myths of why we are not extending ourselves grace or that self-compassion. And it is truly those are those are myths I have had to overcome because, again, it's not a matter of settling. It's not a matter of self-pity. It's not weakness. It's not sitting back and being like, see, when you can extend yourself grace and you can give that to others, you open up your worldview to get different perspectives and allow yourself to become a better version of yourself. And I think the complacency one is one that I want to specifically hone in on here because I used to always do this when I worked as a teacher and I heard this one time and it's always stuck with me. And I worked in a school that was known for being the quote unquote gap. I worked with predominantly black and brown students, predominantly students who were immigrants, predominantly students who were in the red. If you're looking at their test scores, they were in the red. And that's what our school was kind of known for and also some behaviors. And those kids were brilliant and so much grace and self-compassion had to be given from myself to them to realize some of the traumas that they were overcoming and, and, um, things in their life. Right. And one time we had a woman speaking this fabulous woman. I wish I remember who it was, but she was an educator helping us talk about, um, culturally responsive teaching and meeting that gap. And she was this wonderful black woman. And she was talking to a bunch of white teachers, basically about, black and brown students. And she was like, you cannot love these, these children who quote unquote have these issues into complacency. She was like, you still set high standards for them. You still set the the bar high, but you have the compassion for them to know that loving them does not mean that you lower the bar. You know, in her instance, she was saying these kids are already behind on, and I'm not saying every black or brown student or immigrant student is behind. I I do want to say that obviously too. I don't want to typecast that. Um, But she, you know, for anyone, for any student who was struggling, she was like, stop lowering the bar, stop lowering your expectations because now you're lowering your standards there for them. And then why would they try to climb to meet something more? You can't love somebody into complacency. And that's what self-compassion and grace is. It doesn't mean that you get complacent. And we see that all the time right now with the body positivity movement. And I'm probably going to get shit for this, but I'm so sick of people saying that you can't be body positive and want to maybe lose a little weight, be body positive and want to have more toned arms. Like you can love your body where it's at and want to improve some things 
and want to fit into some different jeans and feel really sexy on date night, right? And so it's not weakness and it's not complacent health self-compassion. It is truly a superpower that if you are a high performer like me and you have big goals and dreams, you have to extend that grace to yourself so you can give it to others, especially if you are building a Beachbody team like I am because people need grace and they need room to grow and they need self-compassion. And when you can give that to them and they know that they are safe and loved and valued because every coach on my team, I love them, I value them. I hope that they feel safe around me. I hope they realize that I want them to succeed, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna love them into complacency. And the coaches on my team know, I'm gonna shoot it to you straight on what it is that you need to do. And, and I can tell you exactly what to do to build your business. I can give you a roadmap, literally exactly what to do to build the business of your dreams. And you can follow it or not. I'll give you grace either way, but you know that I know how to help you get there. It's your decision if you take those steps to make it happen or not. And so it's not weakness. It's not complacent. It's truly a superpower. And it is selfish to be so hard on yourself. And I want to leave you with this kind of concept here. Two things. Think of this in terms of your health and fitness routine. I always teach my challengers this time of year specifically that it is separation season. And that does not mean that this is the people who are so good and the people who are so bad at health and fitness. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go lose 20 pounds right now or anything like that. But I teach people the concept of what if right now in this busy holiday season, you showed up 60%, not 80%, not 90%, not 100%. What if you even showed up 50% to 60% better than you are right now in terms of your health and fitness routine? So I'm not saying work out six days a week, but what if you work out three and before that you were doing one? I'm not saying you have to eat perfectly clean all the time, you know, measure out all your containers if you're doing ultimate portion fix like I am. But what if you do four days a week and the other, you know, three, you're, you're just kind of winging it. Okay. What if you, you know, listen to personal development most days right now, not every day, but you know, most days you get, you know, your mindset going in a busy season. If you even started at 50 or 60%, you are going to be so much farther on your health and fitness goals come the new year, come next spring, than if you just did nothing right now and you just waited for a perfect time. That is self-compassion. That is going to make you excel in the long term. It's not about being perfect, but think about that in terms of your health and fitness routine. What if you just showed up 50 or 60% better right now? It is a crazy time of year and there are holidays and there are gifts to buy and things to do and places to travel. But if you showed up 50 or 60% now, when you can devote 90%, 100%, maybe that is in the new year, you have already built the foundation of your home, of those healthy habits. Holy crap, you are going to excel when you can give it more. And you're not starting from zero. You're starting from 50, 60%. And now the gap that you have to fill is only 30 to 40 to 50%. Do you see how that is self-compassion? Do you see how that is grace? And it's still having high standards and it still helps you progress and it still helps you become a better version of yourself. So I wanna leave you with this. It is progress 
not perfection. I know we've heard that a million times, but self-compassion is also progress, not perfection. You cannot perfect your way into giving yourself grace. The best way to extend yourself grace is to fail, is to miss goals, is to screw up and talk yourself through that experience to realize that you are still valuable. And there's not so much black or white, but there is a gray middle. And realize perfectionism is never going to be fully obtained. You're never going to be perfect. And so releasing that feels so good. Releasing the need to be perfect, but knowing you can still be wildly successful and you will be more successful because when you stop chasing perfectionism and you gift yourself self-compassion, you show other people how to authentically be themselves, which is all they need to be. You can be a better version of yourself. You can always want to improve. But part of that, a big piece of it, is allowing yourself grace. So in this busy holiday season, in this time of year, as we're approaching the new year, extend yourself some self-compassion. Extend yourself some grace and realize that you are in the driver's seat for that. And as soon as you can extend it to yourself, you can extend it to others. And that's where the true superpower lies. I also want to leave you with this. If this has resonated with you, of course, I want you to share the message, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram. But I also want you to really consider joining my next boot camp or starting as a coach. Being a coach truly is the thing for me that has changed this. I used to be so lonely in my health and fitness journey, which spilled into so many other areas of my life. When I was running marathons, it was all about perfection. It was about beating my last time and being faster than before. And if I was slower than my previous half marathon time, man, I just used to beat myself up. And it's once I found these programs and the community and brought people into the fold with me that my life truly changed. It's when I learned what self-development was and ultimately why I'm here today recording this podcast six years later, teaching on a concept that I used to not understand, which is self-compassion and grace and understand that I'm still learning how to do these things too. But it's truly life-changing to work on this around a community that are leveled up like the people on our team. And so I'm going to link in the show notes here, um, a link to get started in my next boot camp and my next new coach mentorship. Because I truly think, what if you even started building your business or working on your health and fitness goals? 50, 60% right now. What if you started showing up right now on social media and sharing your journey and, and being who you are and people saw, hey, she's not perfect, but she's doing a pretty good job. Well, they're going to think of you come January, come February, when everyone and their mom is thinking about their health and fitness goals. And they're going to remember that mama who showed up in the morning, drinking her energized, working out, pressing play, doing it with the community and saying, you know what, if she could have done it during the holidays, well, I sure can do it now with my New Year's resolution goals. I'm going to reach out to Jenny. I'm going to reach out to Ashley. I'm going to reach out to Mackenzie and I'm going to say, hey, I want Mackenzie to help me with this goal because she's awesome, right? Or whoever, whatever your name is listening to this. So I just want to extend that. I want you to give yourself grace. I want you to realize you are amazing and borrow some of my belief, borrow some of the self-compassion I've learned and go out there and get it, girl. I love you. I'll see you next week and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.